Hello. Thank you so much for clicking on this podcast and helping me to support my friend, Michelle, who is a 15-year-old author and has been writing from a very young age. Today, I will be reading Whatever Happened to Miss Odette Fern, which is one of the first books she has written. I will be reading the prologue and chapter one today. Prologue Once upon a time, the first line in a fairy tale. With it, you always know that stories will be magical, about faraway places only reached in dreams, filled with mythical creatures and wonderful grand castles. But deep within forests in these tales, evil lurks left and right. Fairy tales are sacred treasures to us. They inspire us to think outside our everyday lives. Though, some sad souls travel into these worlds, hoping for too much, and they are a pitiful sight. They figure out they can't have everything they want to have, leaving them trapped in a depression-like state, always wanting something and never to return to normality. They can also teach us lessons, as in if somebody read a story about a young boy who ventured into the deep woods and found a talking animal, he might tell his parents. But he had lied about finding one before, so they wouldn't believe him. There, that story taught children not to lie. But this won't be a lesson teaching fairy tale nor a dreamy, mystical fairy tale. Instead, it will be about two 14-year-old girls, 15- and 16-year-old boys, a boorish man, and an aunt. Not a normal fairy tale, but quite intriguing. Chapter 1 14-year-old Rosalind Robert pranced down the dark oak stairs, her silvery blonde hair bouncing behind her. The five auburn streaks neatly folded into the rest of her hair. A woman with fox-red hair and startling green eyes appeared to greet Rosalind. The woman's face was so unfamiliar, yet Rosalind saw her every day. Rosalind, dear, have you prepared for the trip to Aunt Odette's house? She's quite the sophisticated woman, so be sure to dress accordingly. Rosalind's mother, Shirley Roberts, said as she glided out of one of the many rooms of the house. It was an old Victorian house, easy to get lost in. I know that, Mom. You couldn't stop talking about visiting Aunt Odette yesterday. Or even the day before that. Rosalind crossed her arms as she reached the last step of the stairs. It creaked happily under her weight until she lifted one foot, brought it down on the polished mahogany flooring, and did the same with the other. Her mother shook her head, clearly annoyed. She took in what her daughter was wearing. A simple pale yellow shirt with lace sleeves and jeans. Not exactly her definition of sophisticated. Rosalind waited patiently as her mother swept her to her room and tied up her hair in a neat bun, with her auburn locks flowing down around her hair. Rosalind's mother slipped a pale lavender dress with flimsy netting over her skirt. You want me to wear this thing? Isn't it a little over-exaggerated? Rosalind complained, gesturing to the elaborate silver designs on the trimming. Oh no, this is just Odette style, and what you wear would give the poor woman a heart attack. Rosalind grumbled slightly as her mother chattered on about the visit, but she had trained herself to stay quiet during these annoying talks instead, and instead decided to focus on something she deemed more important. Finally, her mother finished decorating Rosalind's hair, which was adorned with curls and ribbons. As her mother started to leave, Rosalind spun around and pretended to look for her shoes, even though she was wearing them already. She turned her head towards the mirror, and what she saw in the glassy reflection was someone else not her. A f- girl with flimsy but sophisticated dress, a simple round face was, spark- was sparkling, and what appeared to be a cake atop her head? What is this hairstyle, mom? Like, who wears this? 
Quit complaining and put on your coat. We are going to leave soon. With that, her mother exited the room. I'm definitely not wearing this thing. Rosalind mumbled as she tore off her dress and tossed it aside. Dressing in the outfit she had on beforehand, she breathed a sigh of relief. Letting her hair down, and, along with all the elaborate decorations, she put it in a simple ponytail. She looked down at her feet. On them, she had on white, slip-on flats. Shaking her head, Rosalind took them off and swapped them out for a pair of worn sneakers. Running down the creaking stairs with their travel bag over her shoulder and a bag packed to the point of bursting with, she tried to stay out of the sight of her parents. She felt really bad for changing. Slipping into the back of the car seat and onto the velvet seat, she pulled out a blue her phone and tapped on Harmony, which was a blue app icon that she used to talk with their friends. As she was replying to one of her friends' recent text, suddenly Ham hand grabbed snatched her phone from her what why did you do that rosalind said as she met her mother's face realizing how close she was to her mother she cowered farther into the car you know you weren't allowed to take your phone off during car trips her mom said as she placed her phone neatly in her back pocket and got in the passenger seat luckily rosalind's mother hadn't noticed her outfit change as she now was enraged about her phone her father was already in the car and was inserting a little key beside the wheel. The engine whirled to, whirled to life, and as her father eased his foot onto the gas pedal, the car slowly started to move. Before Rosalind knew it, they were already on the road, with houses and trees whizzing past. How long is it going to be until we get to Aunt Odette's house? Rosalind asked her mother, trying to be as polite as possible, hiding the fact that she was still slouching. Well, it will be quite a long trip, so I suggested you to bring some cards and games. Her mother glanced at Rosalind as her father made a swift turn. She added, It is about two and a half hour trip, you know, dear. The next thing she knew, Rosalind stared wide out at her mother. Shirley started scolding her angrily. Why did you change? If we were closer to the house, we would turn this car around and you would change. And if this trip fails, I'm blaming you, Rosalind Macy Robert. Why so hard on her, Shirley? Odette probably won't mind that what she's wearing. You know how she changes and dresses as her parents argued she tried to her hardest to tune them out she thought about what her mother had said about the trip it was going to be a two and a half hour trip secretly she didn't remember her mother telling her to bring cards or games and she just decided to keep quiet she wanted her phone but she couldn't risk sneaking it rosalind decided to look outside and take in the scenery she didn't understand why so many people liked hiking and such because well it was the same thing every time Trees, bugs, thorns, and mosquitoes. You get the idea. Her aunt lived up in a small cottage surrounded by trees in a river that flowed near the house. Even though her aunt was a very rich woman, she preferred to live there as opposed to a large mansion. It was actually really peaceful, with all the birds chirping, the wind rustling, the tree and the, along with the tree leaves, and even the gurgling of, and bubbling of the river. Slumping back against the cart seat, Rosalind reached into her bag, a small travel-sized bag that brought, she brought with her everywhere, and grabbed her sketchbook and pencil that she had freshly sharpened before the trip. Peering out the window again, she looked out for some inspiration, and all she saw was trees. She pressed her face against the window and watched as it fogged up. The white, smoky spot on the glass was growing, smudging the glass into a little flower and the rest of the window revealed an open field of horses. They were grazing lazily, their tails swishing. As she started to near a more rocky terrain, 
The trees somewhat cleared, and rivers took some of their places, and that made her think of her aunt. Suddenly, Rosalind decided what she wanted to draw. She, she started to sketch what looked like a square, but she added details and lines, and it eventually began to look like Aunt Odette's cottage. When Rosalind glanced up from her busy work, some orange and purple streaks were cutting through the sky. She looked over and saw that her fa father was still driving, and her mother was leaning against the side of the car, fast asleep. Country music was a drone in the background, and Rosalind saw her father bobbing his head in time with the music. Soon it was night. The sky was a deep, violet blue, and there were silver stars scattered throughout the sky. It was about nine o'clock. The car pulled onto a small, clear spot in the grass, and Rosalind's father opened the door. We're here, he announced, and softly shook Rosalind's mother awake. Hey, by the way, can I have my phone back now? Rosalind asked her mother, crossing her arms. Swiftly and wordlessly, her mother pulled out Rosalind's phone. She seemed still quite upset about how Rosalind changed. Thanks, she said, grinning and slipping into her pocket. She, slipping her phone into her pocket, she quickly closed her sketchbook and slipped into the, her little pocket, slipped it into her little pocket bag before admiring her work. The door swung open and a wo young woman stepped out. Her black hair was dyed and streaked, and streaked with the ends of electric blue. Her left eye was bright pink and her right eye lime green. She wore a colorful, tight, knee-hat length dress with black boots with long laces that seemed like something women in the Victorian era would wear. Welcome back, said Aunt Odette. Thank you, everyone, who has listened to this podcast. If you enjoyed it, please recommend it to friends and family. If not, please tell us what we need to improve on in the comments section. So, we're going to do a comments section challenge every week. This week's challenge is to write what you think is going to happen next in the story. Please stay tuned for next week, Saturday at 8 a.m. for chapters 2 and 3.